Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. So we're gonna be jumping back into the book of John. And what I love about John's gospel is how Jesus slowly invites us into a relationship with him. And he never overwhelms us. He starts small and he goes, just, just come and see what I'm all about. And as people get to know him, then he says, follow me. And where are you gonna take us? Well, that's sort of the, the step of faith is to follow me. And then as people are following him, it's, it's this next step. He says, believe me, believe in me. And so we're going to take another step as we move into John chapter 7. And there's going to be this argument. And I feel like this argument is so familiar. It's We could take it out of the setting that it's in John. We could move it forward. We could put new clothes on people, update their hairdo, and it would look exactly like today. It's this argument over who is Jesus and this question that we have to settle. And so this argument is going to take place at a Jewish festival in Jerusalem. And there's supposed to be this big feast, but instead there's a fight. I don't know if you've ever been in a food fight, but it's really messy and nobody wins. So here's what happens. There's a couple of uh, different groups of people that are going to get into this argument. And I think that the, the heart of the argument, we can kind of summarize that in verse 12. Listen to what it says. It says, among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about Jesus. Some said, he is a good man. And others replied, no, he deceives people. And again, I think it's the same argument we struggle with today. Who is Jesus? And what pushes us is, you know, we really want to be able to just go, he's a good guy. He was a moral teacher. But like, why do we have to say he's the son of God? It, it just feels so absolute, so black and white. And so there, there's kind of this commotion. There's this argument. And it starts out, the religious leaders, they stand up, they come to the food fight, and they've got some big sloppy mess, and they're ready to fight. And they don't like Jesus because he's not one of them. They're super educated. These are the Ivy Leaguers. And they're like, that guy went to a trade school. Like, he doesn't belong on the same level as us. There's another group of people, and they want to fight with the religious leaders. They got, their, they got their heads of lettuce. They're ready to throw those at them. And they're like, we love this Jesus. He's so cool. And it's not that they're really transformed by his teaching. They just like that he can do cool things. He does miracles, and he's, he's charismatic. There's a, a, a third group of people, and it's the locals, and they come with the big guns. They come talking about the Messiah, and this can't be the Messiah because the Messiah cannot come from Galilee. And what they're all mad about is they have something in their mind for what Jesus should be, and that's not what's standing right in front of them. They want him to be something that he's not. Even it, I mean, we all struggle with this, but even his own brothers struggled with this. So Jesus's brothers, they thought they were running his PR campaign. They're like, Jesus, here's what you got to do. You got to go to Jerusalem and you got to start doing that miracle stuff because people dig that. And if you want to lead and if you want to be famous, people need to see everything that you can do. And Jesus is like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And it's such a reminder that we don't get to decide what Jesus is and how he's going to work. Our job is simply to decide who 
we believe that Jesus is. So if you remember back at the end of chapter 6, here's how it ends. There's this giant crowd of people that have amassed and they're following Jesus and they like Jesus. He does cool stuff. He feeds thousands of people. He heals paralyzed people. But then he starts to get a little weird on them. He says things like, I'm the bread of life. I'm what sustains you. And I've come down from heaven and follow me through all circumstances. And the people start to go, eh, that's a little too much for us. And so they leave. See, they wanted to make Jesus what they wanted him to be. But it, it doesn't work that way. So for the next few chapters, Jesus is going to challenge his disciples and you and I. Do we really want what Jesus has to offer? Or are we really just kind of in the, in the game for the cool Jesus, the miracle Jesus, the amazing teacher Jesus? Because what he has to offer is actually more. He gives us freedom from sin and healing for our soul, and he offers fullness and abundance. And, well, he offers life. So chapter 7, I see this argument, and it's not really much different than today. We want Jesus to be something. We think we want nice Jesus, approving Jesus, no consequence Jesus, swoop in and do a miracle for me, Jesus. But mostly, Jesus, just leave me alone. Let me live my life. So we get to wrestle with this question, who is Jesus? Is Jesus the Son of God? And we can wrestle with that together. If you're wrestling with that question and you're like, I don't know, I I have more questions, we'd love to help. You can shoot us an email, you can comment on the video, we want to walk through that with you. But who is Jesus is the single most important question of any of our lives. Now, he's a good teacher, He's he's a moral man, no. Jesus says that he's the son of God. So he's either telling the truth or he's crazy. And if he's telling the truth, and if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, well, get ready, because he's going to call you out further. And it's going to be scary, but it's amazing. And his gentle and patient invitation is that you can follow him, and you can trust him, and you can believe in him wherever he takes you. I hope you'll join us for our upcoming Either Or series. You can catch it on our YouTube channel or right here at Faith Church. See you next time on Real Talk.